Choo-choo. <laughs> All aboard for the spoiler warning express to Spoiler Town. If you haven't seen Bullet Train, this is not the train for you, sunshine. You are going to miss out on experiencing the joy of Bullet Train firsthand. You have been warned. Word. If it isn't Professor Smarty Pants, we should never stop working on ourselves. You ain't walking away this time. Hello, and welcome to the Justin Timberthon, a podcast where two friends watch absolutely everything that Justin Timberlake has ever done, with some exceptions. Um, my name is May Thompson, and as not as always, no. As always, I'm joined by Harry Dobbs, but today, Harry is away in India, checking on how the colonising's going. <laughs> <laughs> Harry told me not to say that, I'm probably going to no, cut that. really that. funny, no, don't cut that, I like that. So, um, to replace him, um, in these trying times, we have... Maria Pollard! She's been teased since episode one. Yeah. The Chekhov's gun of this podcast. I'd love it if you didn't put your slam your um, cup down on the table that the microphone's on. I'd love it if you didn't do that because it's going to be really horrific to edit later on. I'll be gentle. This is we are drinking during this one. Yeah, it's a late night episode. Harry's not here. Well, Har- Harry's still in the country. Harry isn't in India. When yet. this comes out, Harry will be in India. Harry will be in India when this comes out. Um, we really thought we'd recorded enough episodes to sort of survive the Harry drought, but um, we didn't, so... Um, Is it a drought if people don't have a thirst for him? I'll miss him. Oh. For a bit. Um, yeah, so we're, we're having a drink. Um, this podcast has been almost stupidly left in the hands of the the least capable member of this podcast. This I this is the person who brought you You Are the Family Guy. How do you combat all the violence in movies and sex on TV? Would you rather snap, crackle, crackle or pop? That was Max Jones, to be fair. He wrote that one. Oh, I'm midway through listening to that one at the moment. This, this is the person that, that brought you... Um, what is the girl power to horse power ratio? This is the person who invented this fucking podcast. This is the person who came up with this insane concept. I still remember when I found out about it for the first time. I was like, what the You found fuck? out on mic. I found out on mic. Yeah. I've listened to that conversation. Yeah. yeah. It's funny. <laughs> I know I am funny. You are funny. You're a very capable um, guest host for this podcast. We did think about doing a best of episode. And I sort of vetoed that because it's really annoying to edit together a best of, is what I found. Also, realistically, what you're what, like 15 episodes in? You haven't reached your best. It's too yet. early. You um, haven't reached your best. And also, every episode of this podcast is like a blank space for me in my brain. So I actually don't remember what our best is. I've got no idea what the good stuff in my this podcast is. My favourite is Hot Ones, because yeah. that is the one in which my name is said the most times. Egotistical, I'd say. Yeah, I remember yeah. the arrogant. Fir- I remember the first time I listened to the Hot Ones episode. It's mm-hmm. it's burned into my. I was uh, I was going through security at Edinburgh Airport <laughs> with Hot Ones in the background, and I didn't want to take my headphones off because I wanted to hear more about Hot Ones. But then I had to take them off to put them through the scans. Yeah, just a bit of Timberthon nostalgia for you. Um. So, Maria, you're an avid listener to this podcast, mm-hmm. so you would know what the first. Yeah. structure point of this pod is yep do you want to ask me the question how are you all right actually um i want to see madam webb today so gee we went to yeah her. we went to... 
in a in very much in the same style of I assume the last episode that came out, me and Maria saw each other a lot today and then took a six hour break from each other and now we're back. What did you do in your six hour break from me? Um, worked on some stuff for Timberthon Live. Um, yeah, Timberthon Live <laughs> will be happening in a couple weeks from when this comes out. That's pretty funny that that's happening. That's ridiculous that that's happening. That's so stupid that we're doing a live show of this. Yes. Um, but we booked all our people now. Um, we're ready to go. I made some I made some PowerPoint stuff for it. I started compiling clips. You've booked it on a day that I'm out of the country for. Yeah. Considering I'm your second biggest fan, I'm second second biggest fan of the podcast. Mm, well, it's yeah. Bit bit of poor, bit of a poor showing. It's fine. Alice can be there, so it's actually <sighs> alright. I'm never going to be her, am I? I'm never going to be able to compete <laughs> No, with Alice. Um, yeah, we watched Madam Web. Wackadoo movie, isn't it? <laughs> None of the dialogue felt like it... That, all of the dialogue in that movie felt like it was written by ChatGPT. Every decision that was made in that film was so bad. It was just insane how, like, misguided and horrifically, like, dumb that film was. When we watched Trouble with the Curve, when we talked about that, I frequently said, this film is fucking wild. This is a wacky movie. Madame Webb was so much worse. We were just losing our shit in the... Everybody else in that cinema hated us. They were like... So this was 1pm on a Thursday. The only people who are going to a showing of a film at 1pm on a Thursday are a a bunch of losers. Yeah. And by losers, I mean me, May, uh, Charlie Dennison and Austin Hampshire. Of Jerry fame. Of Jerry fame, Yeah. yeah. Um, and a bunch of other random people who were there on their own. We took up a row in the front. Massive cinema room. Really Massive, fucking huge. big room. I saw, it, I saw it full last week when I went to go see 10 Things I Hate About You by myself on Valentine's that Day. Room. Yeah, it was the same room. Auditorium 8 at Cardiff Cinewald is a big theatre. It was not full. Oh, no, there was like at most 10 people in there. And we were being incredibly obnoxious because we were just losing our shit the entire at, yeah, time. At the start of the film... I like kept turning to Charlie and be like, "Can you just like be quiet a bit?" Because I actually kind of I just was wanting to watch the film and enjoy how bad it was. I think I turned to Charlie at one point and went, "Shut up, shut the fuck up, please." I kept having to shush Austin. I was like, "Shh." Yeah, those boys, those boys just talk. They're ch- some chatty lads. Yeah, so I kept being like, "Hey, stop, stop, stop talking," um, and and then by like about halfway through, it got to the point where I was like. Actually, um, this is justified. This film's fucking weird. You know, you know when you had that really massive laugh in the middle. Yeah. What was that driven by? Because um, right before you had that massive line, I said, "Mummy's angry." What was the scene? Do you remember? And I was trying to work out if you were laughing at my comment. No, I was. I couldn't. I didn't. I genuinely couldn't hear you. Because Austin, thing. Austin laughed at me calling her mummy. I couldn't hear you for the entire thing. Um, what was what was the round? What happened? What was the scene? Do you remember? Oh, it was when they were in the car and she was berating the girls for being naughty. Um, the fucking... Oh, right, sorry. Sidetrack. CPR. That film is a two-hour-long propaganda piece for the benefits of CPR. No, it's a two-hour-long propaganda piece for Pepsi. <laughs> and Pepsi, Pepsi and CPR. Big Pepsi and big CPR mm. finance that movie. Yeah. It was like Chekhov CPR. The minute that she Mad. the minute that she taught them how to do CPR, I was gonna be like I was like, this is gonna come she's up. Gonna, like, gonna, gonna Chekhov CPR. 
I think the bit that I was laughing at was just in the taxi when she was like, why am I doing this? She she just did not care about these people at all. I was like, same bestie. Her entire, her main weapon for this film was vehicular manslaughter. All she did was hit people with cars. She did not have any like, physical capable superpowers she just fucking hurt people with cars <laughs> it was really great motivation for me to get my it driver's license it was so license. strange just a strange thing um Maria how are you? I'm doing pretty well actually yeah I've had a bit bu- I've had a shockingly busy day considering this is my week off yeah what have you been up to? today oh recently uh recently uh you can actually start because for me the how are you like the time frame for the how are you starts from when we last recorded, but you'd never be on this podcast. Never so actually, podcast, you've got so sort of twenty years yeah, of backlog to get tw- off. If you tw- want. Right? Okay. So I was born on the twenty second of July two thousand and three uh, to Nigel Pollard and Joanne Berry. Uh, they are both two ancient historians. They met when they were in Rome together. Yeah, they are. They're both archaeologists. Uh, what else have I been up to? Uh, I grew up in Swansea. Moved to Cardiff University. I met Mae Thompson on the. I could probably get the date we met. Do you want me to pull up the date um, we met? Yeah, I'll be one of the first Taskmasters. It's going to be October 2022, I reckon. Something like that, yeah. Um, I should have planned for this a bit more. Harry's left me with free reign. Saturday the 15th of October at 7pm is the day I met Mae Thompson. Um, Sick. We bonded over our parents' divorces and the fact that our mums were born in South London. Yeah, yeah. And then we became, I was also born we in became South best friends. May claims that Harry's her best friend, but um, I, I don't call, claim that. I, yeah, I'm May's best friend. Harry's my comedy partner. Because I'm not funny enough to be your comedy. Well, you don't do a podcast with me. No, <laughs> so. I want. <laughs> I would do a podcast. This with is you. our backdoor pilot for our podcast. This what would our podcast be? What would our podcast be? Would it be one where we follow an actor's career like this? Did I ever tell you about my podcast idea? Probably. Yeah, probably. And you tell probably me didn't on think it was that funny. So it was. I'd get a guest on and they had to, we'd pull up the famous birthdays for their birthday and then they have to argue why they're the best person born on their birthday. I think the issue with that is that a lot of people probably wouldn't agree that they're the best person born on their birthday. Yeah, or like talk about the people who... I've got Bono. Bono's mine. I reckon I beat out Selena Gomez. Hmm... Oh, what do you make of this? Actually, Harry's not here, so I can talk about this. Harry put me in the in the bottom half of people morality <laughs> What the fuck was that about? They're probably listening to this in India on a fucking elephant or something. I don't know. <laughs> I... Riding a camel through the dunes. I. Hmm. I. You're gonna agree? Are you gonna? No, agree? no, I'm not gonna agree. I no. I think you're definitely in the top half of people. I there reckon are a lot me and of Harry are on pe- the same. There are a lot like of... same peg. Relatively, I yeah, think Harry's so probably many slightly people. above you in terms of morality. But I've donated to charity so many times. <laughs> I've done a lot of charity work. Well, Harry once talked me out of doing MDMA, so he's pretty high up on my list. Harry is the one of my and if friends. I that was my mom there that night. Him. I would have done the same thing. You were. You left it. <laughs> Do you want me to keep that in? Or yeah, no, we can talk. Very fine. <laughs> um. um Nobody from my work is going to find this. It's fine. Parents? <laughs> my parents? My parents don't give a shit. But my parents still haven't seen me do a gig. I'm 100 gigs in. My parents... My, mm. the, the only time... I Right, I sent my dad a clip 
um, um, of my Rebel Rebel set last week. That is the first he's seen of my comedy. My sibling's been to my gigs, but my pet, my yeah, mum in particular, flatly refuses. The I genuinely think the only time that they would come watch me right is if I get through to like the final of a competition, or like if I ever get on like a pot. Like my mum is not going to come to an open mic. She's doing like a big gig for you, yeah. Yeah. Sure. My mum has come to see me do um two gigs well your mum's seen me before three gigs yeah i forgot about that one yeah, yeah three um when i met your mum and i stayed at her house all of them in the falmouth and penryn area actually mm. <laughs> she doesn't really <laughs> she doesn't do things outside of there um plus like she's so, not listening <laughs> swan right so it's gigs in swansea i'm not bringing my parents to kick ass i'm not jam jar's dead jam jar's dead rest in peace jam jar the only other gig in swansea but i like I'm not even sure if I'd get booked for it. It's like, well, there's Stone Circle, which I'm not doing anytime soon, and um, Common Meeple. I'm just like, oh, what about Loose Cannon? Yeah, that's like Common Meeple. Oh, I thought you meant a different. No, Loose Cannon. Loose Cannon. You loose- could do Loose Cannon. Loose Cannon's like 15 minutes from my house. Yeah, you could bring your parents to Loose Cannon. Yeah, but. Mum seen me do three gigs. One, one of which I died at. Um, one of which I was. Um, doing an opening 15 as like a guest of honour kind of thing because it was a uh, trans aid gig in Falmouth put on by some Falmouth uni students um, who were all lovely but like very um, first year drama student you know you know what I mean Uh I'm going to ignore the fact you just spilled wine all over you Um, (laughs) but I have addressed it on mic now so actually who cares they were all very like first year drama students, so they didn't really um they didn't like They didn't the get sh- comedy. Yeah, the show was very like um mixed in terms of performers. There was I opened doing fifteen minutes of stand up and they made a big deal about the fact that I was in Cardiff. Um so they kept they opened the show being like all the way from Cardiff. And I was, I'd been in Falmouth at that point for like a week. I just was there. <laughs> I just happened to be in town. It's just, I, comedy is, I feel like comedy is very kind of like misconstrued by the joke. Like, I think most people just don't know how comedy works, how the circuit works. And yeah, I think absolutely. Pe- I think it makes, like music and stuff makes more sense to people in that regard. But like. But it's not that different. But like, yeah, it's just as simple as. Like, going to a tour show, right, of somebody who's relatively popular, maheckling. Yeah. Because people think it's... And I, I, I've i been guilty of this before I started doing stand-up. You were heckling? I didn't heckle, but I thought about it. Sure, cause, yeah. Because I'm, he- I'm an attention whore. Like, I went to go see Catherine Ryan and a bunch of people heckling at the end. She did, like, an any questions bit at the end of her tour show. That was mm. the first time I'd ever seen stand-up. And, like, I thought about heckling because that was just what people did. I went yeah. to a... I went to a tour show with a friend at the weekend, and I, I love her to bits, but, like, right off the bat, heckle. Did she heckle? Yeah, she did. We sat in front row. It was... Oh. That's why it was even more mortifying when she uh, outed me as a comedian to him at the merch stand afterwards. What did she say? Um, there were two bowling pins, right? This is Vittorio Angeloni's tour show. Very good show. Uh, who do you think I am? I am, whatever it's called, something like that. Yeah. Anyway, it's it's a good show. The the two props in the background are these two giant inflatable bowling pins. 
and we're at the show, right? And before it starts, she turns to me and she's like, at the end of this show, can I get up on stage and punch one of them? And I think she was joking, but I was like, I desperately want to punch one of these things, but I'm not getting up on the stage. So he starts the show and he addresses the bowling pins and instantly she's like, have you named them? Oh. And to be like, he did some good crowd work. Like she, like she means no harm at all. Like she's just like most people don't go to comedy. Yeah, as much as we, we, I have probably. I don't think there's there's probably been like two or three weeks out of the past year in which I haven't been to a stand up show in some capacity. I've done a hundred gigs myself. I've probably been to like another fifty at least on top of that. Mm. just most people just don't like comedy's yeah it's comedy's just comedy's weird i'm a comedian by the way we haven't established that i'm a comedian people know who you are people know who i am nobody Um, knew listening to this actually i yeah i think i don't even think people do that's gonna be so maria just poured herself some like you pour me some cheers love um that thing about people probably know music progression a bit better. I don't know if they do. Mm. Because I think music progression, in terms of progression through like open mic music, I think it's so much more difficult than stand-up. Oh yeah, because it's more competitive. That's why I don't do music. Yeah, but there's also way less... Um, there's no middle ground for music, I think. Mm. The middle ground for stand-up is um like pro nights in swansea you know yeah it's that tv there is like there's a pro circuit before you're famous yeah with music you're famous or you're not Mm, definitely it's really difficult to exist in that middle ground we're both we're both musicians yeah but neither neither of us like properly yeah making something of it i've been thinking about this recently so i did my first well i did my second i technically did one drunk a couple of months ago um i did my first like proper intentional open mic music gig this week yeah because my my friends are in and my housemates are in the live music society and i've been because i've been having a little bit of a break from doing stand-up gigs because i was getting a bit burnt out um I'm spending a lot of time playing the guitar, so just I went and then I did a set, and I was thinking about it, um, like why? Because comedy, comedy took over from music as my creative pursuit. Before I did comedy, I I wrote songs. That was my outlet, and the songs I wrote were all really depressing. And so it was always it was it was always nice moving to a creative pursuit where it's actually coming from. And it still can be depressing. I've written some really fucking sad material in my time. Yeah. Um, we all have. We all have, yeah. But most of my stand-up creatively comes from, like, a place of joy. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking about, like, why did I choose comedy over music? And I think it's because with music, it's because it's a lot, much more competitive and most people start a lot younger. I'm never going to be a great musician. I'm, mm. I'm a decent singer. I'm a decent guitarist. I'm not going to, like, slag myself off there. I have some degree of musical talent. I'm never going to be the best. Yeah. And I'm never going to be the best comedian. But if I... I've started young enough at comedy, because starting comedy at 19 is really fucking young. I started younger. Yeah, you started at 18. Like, I'm probably never going to be the best comedian in the world, but 
I've started young enough and I work hard enough that it is feasible that it that comedy is something I could be great at. I'm never going to be great at music. I could sure. I could be a great comedian. I know what you mean, yeah. And I think there was always much clearer progression. I don't like abstract things. I like stuff to be clear. Mm. And I've always enjoyed that comedy is quite a clear line of progression. Yeah. You know what else runs on a clear line of progression? <laughs> a train. <laughs> A bullet train. I've written a summary. Um, yeah, I'm going to do a blurb. Can I do my blurb as well? Yeah, so um, Maria wrote a blurb because she wants the full Timbathon experience. If you... Bit of inside baseball for the podcast. Me and Harry take turns in who does the blurb and um, who sort of leads the podcast, who does the spoiler warning and blurb. We take turns each episode. Yeah. Um, this episode is genuinely my turn. <laughs> so I did write a blurb because that was my duty. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll do my blurb after you do your blurb. Okay. <clears throat> Bullet Train is a movie that doesn't star Justin Timberlake. Two weeks ago, Harry and I agreed that it might be one of the most Justin Timberlake films not to actually feature Justin Timberlake. Therefore, not wanting Harry to miss an actual Justin Timberlake project while he's in India, this is a very good substitute, as is Maria. This film is about seven different stories, all meeting on public transport in the most explosive way possible. It's badass. I saw this film in the cinema and legit have been thinking about it regularly since then. I love this film. In terms of numbers, it features about a million bullets and one train. Nice. Do you want to do your blurb? Yes. Bullet Train, known in Japanese as a Shinkansen, is a network of high-speed railway lines in Japan. Initially, it was built to connect distant uh, distant Japanese regions with Tokyo, the capital, to aid economic growth and development. Beyond long-distance travel, some sections around the largest metropolitan areas are used as a commuter rail network. It is owned by Japanese Railway Construction Transport and Technology Agency and operated by five Japan Railways Group companies. So that wasn't about the film. (laughs) (laughs) What an astute observation, May. Mm. No, that is the first paragraph of the Bullet Train Wikipedia page. Thought so, yeah. Yeah. Um, So, Bullet Train is a film I really love. Um, About, I think, two weeks ago, as of this coming out, um, we discussed on the Steve Irwin episode, God Rest His Soul. we just, me and Harry discussed what we think is the most Justin Timberlake film to not actually feature Justin Timberlake. And I said Bullet Train, and Harry agreed with me, and then we talked about some other things, um, like Batman vs. Superman and Spider-Man Far From Home. Um, but we both sort of agree that Bullet Train is up there in terms yeah. of the most Justin Timberlake film not to feature Justin Timberlake. I really love this movie, and I'm really nervous that you hated it. I didn't hate it. I finished it half hour ago. For context, I I got home from the cinema today... I watched as much bullet train as I could. I then chaired the Cardiff University Student Union Senate meeting. Um, then I continued watching bullet train. Weird to do that, I think, because I think bullet train is a film that requires you to sit through it, you know? I did. I The amount of times I like skipped back because I was like, I didn't want to miss that. Yeah. Um, I, did, I, did, I did genuinely enjoy this film. Did you? I did. I think that I should have watched it in the cinema or I should have watched it with somebody else because I mm. am god awful at watching films by myself particularly for the first time because i uh, just get so distracted so easily yeah this film in the cinema is great because it it really is the nature of it being about seven different stories all 
combining in in one way at the end really does require you to keep on top of those seven different stories yeah to understand how they all actually link in spectacle style by the end of it you know yeah no i was um, like i kept skipping back like yeah so watching it in the stuff. cinema was really good because you couldn't just look away you were you were sat there and you were you were taking it all in i think i found that like the only time i can watch films well is in like a cinema environment because mm. i just i i'm not gonna say i'm so adhd because that's a comedian thing to say but <laughs> More or less. More or less. Yeah. Uh, I am so awful at watching films. And also my PC kept playing up. Like, I couldn't full screen the film because it wouldn't get rid of the pause bar. <laughs> so I had to watch it, like, as a tab open on my PC. But I, I did it. I enjoyed it. It was, a, it, was a, it was a solid movie. I love this film. It was a very good film. Um, so before we get into discussing notes and stuff, um, bit of admin for the podcast. This is episode 15. Um, me and Harry have decided that every 15 episodes, as a bit of a respite from the awful that we've been watching recently, um, we're going to watch a film that Timberlake isn't in, but we agree that he could be in. Um, we think the next one we're going to do is probably Batman vs Superman at episode 30. Um, oh, that's so long. Yeah, it's 15, 15 episodes. 15 weeks is a while, actually. A couple months. Well, by yeah. then... It's... That'll be on June 3rd, I figured out the other day. It's going to be summer. I know. So you're both going to be a different age by then. Yeah. As of recording, yeah. Yeah. I think Harry actually turns 22, like, just before this episode comes out. Does he turn 22 while he's in India? Maybe not, actually. I don't know. I don't really care. (laughs) Um, Wow, bad friend. So, you took notes. I didn't take that many notes because I've watched this film five times. So I, I, um, I just sort of trusted you to have more notes on this one. Do you wanna do you wanna do you wanna give me your notes? Um It starts with uh, uh what are our thoughts on Brad Pitt in like general in like general? Um what do we think about Brad well, Pitt? Well we're not doing a Brad Pitt podcast, I'll tell no, you that not, much. But what would that be called? Um Falling into the Brad Pitt. Oh the Brad Pitt of Despair. <laughs> um <laughs> uh, uh, Brad pitting up the pieces. <laughs> I really like Brad Pitt. We were going to call this podcast Justin Timberlake, a man out of you. <laughs> or that you Justin, Justin Timberlaking up for lost time. <laughs> but I'm trying to remember what the name, because Harry is a completely different name and he presented it to me on my episode. Of oh, he, um... Yeah, we were going to call it the Justin Bingerthon. That was my original title, but it was really bad. Oh, shit, yeah, it was pretty. Sh- I'm so glad you went with Justin Timberthon. Yeah, it's way got better. like it's got more of a ring to it. Yeah, it actually does. Um, so yeah, Brad. I think Brad Pitt's all right. Is he a weird guy? Is he? No, Tom Cruise is Scientology, isn't he? Yeah, Tom Cruise is Scientology. I think Brad Pitt is just I mean, a dude. Brad, Brad, Brad Pitt fumbled Angelina Jolie. Sure, but that was so long ago. I don't know about that. Mm. I don't, I just I remember seeing him on the film. I remember, I think we t- I talked about Brad Pitt on my episode of Didn't Ask. Um, what on I the music know. episode? Yeah, yeah, because we were talking about Shania Twain's that don't impress me much. You know the line. Oh yeah. Oh, so you think you're Brad Pitt? And Harry was mm. uh, no, it was fucking Henry. Fucking Henry. Charles he- Holiday. Henry of Trolls Holiday fame was like, oh, I feel so bad for Brad Pitt in this song. And I'm like, shut the fuck up, Henry. Nobody cares. I think Brad Pitt's really Henry's good Henry's a nice this. guy. 
Henry, oh yeah, no, he's good in this. I like him as a character. Yeah. Uh, okay, my favorite Lady, thing... Ladybug. I know all the characters' names, even though they're only given once at the start. My favorite thing about Brad Pitt's character in this is his use of therapy speak. Like, yeah. I I think it's so interesting that you've got this male lead in this action movie and he's obviously been this through assassin. a lot of fucking fr- this assassin therapy. Who... There was a yeah. line, wait, at the end. Um, where is Professional it? Professional hitman who uses loads of therapy so he can clearly likes therapy and is going through a lot of therapy to deal with yeah. being a hitman. It's fascinating. He says, oh... Here's a line that I got quoted. Um, so when the the Mexican guy dies, he says, and I quote, let this be a, lang- an, a lesson in the toxicity of anger. Yeah, yeah, And then yeah. at the end, he just keeps saying all this therapy bullshit. And I was just... I have I have been to a lot of therapy yeah. in the past year and a half. And I just saw so much of how I speak when my friends are going through shit in this man. Like, the amount of times... So, Ladybug is such a good fucking character. So... Yeah. No, this I, is the thing I, I think about him. this film. This is the thing I really love about this film. And I, this is one of the few notes I actually took. Um, every character in this film has their moment. Mm. Every single character... The main ones, at least. The name, every named character has their bit that you're like, that's their fucking moment. For Ladybug, it's probably that um, fight with the Mexican guy. Yeah. For the Mexican guy, it's that fight with Ladybug. Um, what's it? The Wolf is his name. Yeah. Um, for uh, the prince, the the girl. Yeah. Um, it's probably ah. Oh, she has a few really good moments. The, the scene with her dad. At the yeah, end, yeah, where definitely. He where he doesn't kill her. He doesn't kill her. I could yeah. feel how angry she was in that scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, this is, this, you're leading on to my other note, actually. Joey King plays her. Yes. Uh, I have a note. She is fucking fantastic. Oh, yeah. She is so frightening in such a subtle way. She is incredible as this character. Am I allowed to be attracted to her in this film? Um, How old is she? Is her character? She's like twenty, I imagine. I oh, think so she's probably our age, right? I'm allowed yeah, to be attracted. Yeah, there yeah. was one particular scene. I don't remember what it was, but I was like, "Fuck, that's hot." <laughs> Genuinely, my first right, my first Joey King note. Right, so this is right after my Brad Pitt light uh, note was uh, Joey King. I've always wanted to tase somebody. <laughs> Yeah, fine. Because the first time you see her, she tases somebody, and I was like, "Yeah, no." I just movie tasers and real life tasers. There's not much in this, but I, I just want to, I just want to make my piece. Movie tasers and IRL tasers. I'm genuinely sorry. Complete, can, we, can, complete, we pause, can we pause the recording a second? So I can answer a call for my mum. Yeah, sure. <laughs> we'll just pause the recording. Okay, we're back. I might actually keep in this short break, um, just for sort of the flow of it. Um, what were we talking about? Joey you were talking King? about tasers. We were talking about Joey tasers. We were talking about tasers. I've always wanted to take. Well, you see, have you seen a taser in real life? Right. I don't think so. It isn't like a bolt of electricity. But it's kind of like like, like these strings, and then they yeah. attach to you, and then it's like. <laughs> but she does, no. She uses like a handheld. One. Yeah. She doesn't use a taser gun. She uses like a handheld. A, it's like a, like a. <laughs> yeah, just like a little um, arc of electricity between two bits, um, you know. But yeah, it made me think about like other things I've always wanted to do because like the two right. So the two most unethical things that I've ever wanted to do right 
I really want to do. One of them is tase somebody. Um, this I, is what this podcast could be without Harry. <laughs> the two most unethical things I've ever wanted to do. <laughs> wanted to do. Mine is watch the Steve Irwin footage of him dying. <laughs> no, I don't want to do that. I, I have no stake in that. I want to tase somebody because well, the thing is about tasing somebody, right? Is I'm um, actually no. There's three unethical things I've always wanted to do. Um, one of them is tase somebody. Tasing somebody isn't killing somebody. Like it's hurting them. It's not great, but like. Like they'll be fine. If I tased you right now, you'd be you'd probably be fine. I'd just like be a bit fried, you know. Yeah, yeah, just for a bit. Like you'd be fine. Yeah. Uh, second thing, uh, I I talk a lot of shit about wanting to be like wanting to fight people. Like I I always say like oh I'd beat you in a fight. I'd beat you in a fight. I genuinely want like an ethical excuse to fight somebody mm. sometime. Yeah. Um. Third thing, which is the reason why I wrote this note. Um, I I desperately want to Pavlov somebody sometime, <laughs> and I'm the thing is right is it would it would take a lot of effort. Mm. Like I'd actually I've, I'd have to actively plan how to Pavlov Pavloving somebody. Right is when you set up like an unconscious. It was like it was like an experiment with a dog where like you ring a bell and they associate the bell with food. So it's like doing a thing to somebody which they associate with a certain feeling. So for example, people like pavlov themselves into exercising more by like putting nicotine patches on every time they exercise like stuff like that i desperately desperately want to pavlov somebody but like not even in like a maniacal way just like in a because people like people do like sexual pavloving i don't i'm not interested i'm not interested in that i just <laughs> i just want to make somebody do something silly i don't know anyway uh what but, the fuck is going on <laughs> that's, that, that, that ends the pavlov bit of this joey king <laughs> my um, my next note is it's weird seeing british people in a non-british movie like what the fuck are the accents those two all um, three of them because joey king as well is doing a british accent is she? Yeah. It yeah. wasn't that convincing sometimes. None of, none of the British accents in this film are convincing. No, all of them, I, th- I think, them feel I think, like I think um, Lemon and Tangerine are, are pretty good. But also... I think Tangerine especially is really good. Because that's how I speak. Sure. <laughs> Alright, mate. Hey. <laughs> kind of. But it's really jarring. It is Joey bit... King's accent is a bit like... Yeah, she's a bit iffy, actually. There are points where I'm like, oh, it's just an American accent. Um... Can I actually talk about Tangerine? Mm. He's my favourite character in this film. He's fucking hot. So cool. He's so cool. That little like the shirt undone with the little like like yeah, vest yeah. over it. I was like, I want that outfit. Like when I he's think... marching back down the train after breaking through the glass. I don't. Oh my god. I don't get gender envy a lot. Sure. I'm fairly content in my gender. That yeah. moment, I was like, I want to be androgynous so bad. That guy, oh my I god. I want to wear a slutty little shirt and this, a slutty little waistcoat. So And I want to strut down that fucking bullet train. You can tell I've had two glasses of wine now, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so powerful. He's so good in this film. And actually, I'm going to quickly look up who he is. It's Aaron Taylor Johnson. Of course it is. Yeah, it's Aaron Taylor Johnson. I love that guy. Yeah. He's a great guy. Yeah, he's fantastic. He's absolutely fantastic. And I would have I've loved to have done a film about, a podcast about him realistically. But, um, you know, what are you going to do? So he's, a, he's an actually good actor. What's the point in doing a podcast about him? Um, we might have a bit more fun. He's been in some fun stuff. He was in Dead Cool. 
2005, whatever that in, is. Um, that's why you can talk about his tragic story. Um, you can talk about him being, being groomed. Oh, actually, maybe we don't do him then. I didn't know that. Um, <laughs> we'll move on from that. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> next note, next note, next note. Uh, no... uh, I, the corona... Okay, so they, they showed a lot of corona labels in this movie and it really did remind me of the Pepsi in um, Madame Web. Sure, a lot of corona. yeah. Um, you know the wedding scene? Yeah. I watched that while I was eating. Yeah, it's very full on, isn't it? That was upsetting. Where they're all throwing up blood. <laughs> and like bleeding blood out of their eyes. Yeah. That was a bit... Mm. The, I, what wedding venue has just like an outside sink area? What was that? <laughs> Just like a little <coughs> undercover sink, you know? That's what I want at my wedding. Undercover sink. I say my wedding like I'm planning on getting married. But, you know, I, I'm only... Right, I'm only getting married. If, I, if if somebody ever proposes to me, it will be yes, but only if we can have an outdoor sink. Yeah. And I can't be the one to suggest the outdoor sink. They need to suggest the outdoor sink to me. Otherwise, it's no. Because, like, if they knew me well enough... The outdoor sink. They'd know that I need an outdoor sink at my wedding. Look. Say what you like about Harry, but without if he wasn't here, we wouldn't be able to have this outdoor sink chat. <laughs> <laughs> he he would not stand for this outdoor sink conversation that we're having right now. There's no way that guy would <laughs> would accept this out long extended chat about outdoor sinks. See, I've always been slightly salty that Harry was your comedy partner and not me, but I'm beginning to see why because I think yeah. Harry grounds you. I don't. Harry keeps me chained to the ground, <coughs> and in return, I give I give him the the gift of whatever the fuck I bring to the table. I just encourage you. Yeah, we have we can talk about outdoor sinks all day long. <laughs> But for some reason, I've got to play the Harry Dobbs in this scenario. What's your next note? My next note. Um, I've already talked about let this be a less limited. Uh, Thomas for fucking tank engine. Right. When that first gets introduced, that's such like a... Oh, that's a funny thing. But then that... It keeps going. But, 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 but. And I've talked about this on pod before, actually. So I'm repeating myself here. Sorry. That, um, I think I found my diesel scene. We puts the sticker on the end of the gun. My favourite scene in the entire movie. And then the bit afterwards where... When Tangerine when... finds the diesel sticker on Joe's Yeah, King. yeah, yeah. That was... Fu- That's so fucking oh, nice. so good. But then the bit afterwards where Brad Pitt um, kills Tangerine. Yeah. Really is yeah, really awesome. sad. But... Also, right, I googled diesel. And... Because I, I was like... I, I watched I watched Thomas the Tank Engine as a child. Like, I'm, yeah. like I'm, I'm, I'm humble. I'm humble. I was... I were, only was a Disney Channel kid from ages, like... 12 on i came very late to a disney channel game because we we never we were we were we were a humble family i was thomas the fucking tank engine was thomas disney no no oh. as in like I oh was, sorry i misunderstood i was you. watching like normal like kids tv like we yeah we were humble i was watching thomas the tank engine mm-hmm. This fucking train looks like a menace. Yeah, he is. It's a fucking me- like i had to google what diesel looked like to fully grasp the gravity of what Lennon was saying. But you know what? I, f- I get it. I get yeah, it. Yeah, Joey King's the diesel. The prince is yeah. a diesel. I love her so much. How fucking good is the name of the prince, by the way? It's never actually said, but it's it's shown on screen that that, that character's name is the prince. Yeah. Fucking well, And she excellent. says, oh yeah, my, my parents wanted a boy. Yeah. Okay, right. Here's my next note. 
Um, who do we think if Justin Timberlake was in this film? Oh yeah, this is play? what I wanted to say. I've got you. three options. Interesting, you've got three. I've got two. Okay, so one was somebody like the Mexican guy at the start because they got we got his entire backstory and then he was killed off five minutes later. Yeah. So one, somebody like that. What? The wolf? You'd say he could play the wolf? Yeah. So no, not, not, not the wolf himself. Somebody like the wolf. So they introduce his entire backstory and then they just kill him off. I don't think he can play the... I don't, no, I don't think that character... Because the fact of the matter is this film has been made without Tim Blake, like it or not. So I think he's got to replace one of the actors in it. We can't invent a new character for him. I think it was like the wolf, but less ethnic. Well, I was actually going to say the, um, the, the poison lady... Yeah, Poison Lady. Is the Hornet? Uh, was that Ryan the Hornet? Reynolds. That's, yeah, that's that's my actual fan casting. Yeah. Is the Ryan, Ryan Reynolds Carter, Agent Carter at the end, who is the guy who was meant to go on the mission with, um, instead it's of Carver. Brad Pitt. Sorry, Carver, yeah. Um, yeah, that's where Justin Timberlake would be in this film, really. And me and Harry did say that in the, the podcast, in Steve Owen episode, God Rest His Soul. Um, but also Channing Tatum. He could play. Also, Chan- that guy. That, yeah. was, that, that was the other one, the horny guy. He yeah. could definitely that's play Channing Tatum. That's why I, I called him the horny guy. Yeah. Yeah. So Justin Timberlake could be. I. I think he could be the wolf. I think if they changed it slightly. I think he could be the hornet. I prefer. I think I prefer him as the hornet because. But I think that... the hornet makes sense as a woman. Does it? Yeah. Does it need to be? I think so. Domino from Deadpool. <laughs> Deadpool two. <laughs> Pavlov snake. Yeah. Okay, right. No, not f- fucking pa- pa- Chek- I, I always snake. get I always get Pavlov and Chekhov mixed Chekhov up. Chekhov snake. Yeah. Chekhov snake. The amount of times that they showed that fucking snake gave me so much anxiety. Yeah, because they always kept cutting there. to it. It's always there. It was that and the fucking water bottle, and then they have the entire montage the at the end. Great, it's such a good little they thing. Ha- yeah, the the like the montage at the end of the origin of the water bottle. Yeah, yeah. That uh, that was gr- I loved that. That was lovely. I was a big fan of that. How good's this film? It's a good film. You've got so many notes. We're 45 so, minutes in. 45 minutes in. Oh, let me quick... Give me the best notes. Um, you can just do jokes uh, now, I think. Okay, right. The, the stuff... <laughs> We've got to the point in the podcast where we're not doing analysis. We're just doing jokes. When they shoved the gun up the ass of the stuffed animal as a silencer. Yeah. Yeah, that was... And Tangerine did that. That was fun. Yeah. That, that, I don't think that would work. Um, I said the twins are a bit gay. They're brothers. What are you talking about? They're brothers. They're, they've got a fraternal I relationship. Did, I didn't... I was a bit gay. They're twins. They're well, brothers. I didn't realise that until later on. Anyway, do you think that you're a lucky person? Do I think I'm a lucky person? Because a lot of this film is about luck. There's a lot of talk about luck. The, yeah. the whole thing with the prince Lady, being lucky. Ladybug and Ladybug unlucky. being unlucky. Do you consider yourself a lucky person? I think I'm fairly sort of middle of the road in terms of luck. I think I have been quite lucky. Um, because I think that I've always been lucky on the big things in life like I'm white and middle class but I think there are a lot of like times in my life where I've been like yeah like I'm quite unlucky like I never like win anything or anything like that so I've always had like a little bit of a complex about being unlucky but, like, and it was interesting the commentary on luck in this film. I don't really believe in all the luck stuff so like I don't know what else you got hit me with it uh that hornet kill the the kill, when the hornet killed the son, yeah, with in the the the, in the, the fucking in the costume, the, costume, the anime, they did the hug costume. and then the 
Yeah, 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 yeah. So full on. That was great. I love that. Uh, the Sun. Right. I really, really, the Sun. I really, really, really thought was um, was played by um, Jared Leto, but it's just not. It's Logan Lim- Lemon. It's fucking Percy Jackson. Yeah, I know. It's what I really thought it was Jared Leto. It's the face tats. Yeah, and the hair as well. Yeah. There's a lot of people that look a lot like Jared Leto, I think. Oh, okay, right, here's a fun bit. Right, who... Right, so we're talking about the twins, right? We're talking about Lemon and Tangerine. Yeah, my favourite character. Who do you think would make the best assassin duo? Me and you, or you and Harry? Um, me and you, but only... Because I think Harry is quite physically incompetent. <laughs> And also disabled, but like... <laughs> wow, mate, ableism. No, this, it's a very complex job, and he would agree. Sure. They they 100% would agree with me on this one. What I might do, and I'm just going to leave a bit of science here so I can cut this. What I might do is, um, if I remember to, and Harry agrees to, I'll ask him that question um, before the episode goes out. I'll get his answer, and I'll put it in here. Harry, if you get a chance, um, just something for the pod, can you answer a question for me? Um, who do you think would make the best assassin duo? Me and Maria, or me and you? I think a lot of Maria's sadism is put on, whereas mine is just genuinely from a hatred of all human life, so I reckon me and you. And also, like, did he and Maria coming, she keeps punching the table. So there we go. Okay. I mean, let's be real, right? Me and you as a duo, I'm the muscle. I'm the charm. (laughs) Sure, sure. I would argue I'm more charming than you, but... Yeah, I don't know why. I'm bad carrier. (laughs) What am I? I got called charming once. And it went straight to... I got called charming at a party at the Bristol Comedy Social. Krishna from Plymouth called me charming and I have, I have not stopped thinking about it since because I was so worried that I was being so socially awkward and then he was like Maria you're so charming and I was like yeah you oh know what God, I Krishna. am I am I am Krishna I am um anything else you got uh oh yeah I've got quite a lot um speed round bullet train tangerine finding lemon was genuinely heartbreaking and then like the the cut to the flashback of them growing up together and talking about yeah. the that was like he was and then when Lemon fucking came back and it was I was like this is so Romeo did and Juliet did you see the post credit scene as well yeah I did yeah yeah very nice I love the po- we'll talk about the post credit scene in a minute yeah Um, I wrote not the squirt which is uh, Tangerine's death where he just like oh the blood God. is yeah, slaying so brutal. out of his neck this film it was a rated 15 but it's full on oh at the end with the what's his face the big bad yeah where they just slice half his head off where he's got a sword through his through his fucking shoulders yeah. Um. Oh, okay, right. Before the main action sequence at the end, Brad Pitt ties his hair up. And that was that lovely. was the sluttiest ponytail I've that was ever lovely. seen. I wish that when I tied my hair up, it looked that slutty. He looks so good in a white he looks shirt. So good. like the white shirt and jeans. Oh my god, get out! That of town. man, Brad Pitt. A, that man is the same age as my father, but I would. Brad Pitt is so back. Brad Pitt is. <laughs> I think he was abusive to Angelina Jolie. Okay, so was Justin Timberlake, to be fair, to Britney Spears. But, um, <laughs> but we don't talk about that on pod. <laughs> um, <laughs> we established earlier I'm into older men. Um, <laughs> Brad Pitt. Rattle through these, come on. 
Um, I wrote, he's her dad. I don't know why I'm so shocked about this. Yeah, that was always, that was very clear, I think. Um, Brad Pitt using the hurt people, hurt people line. Yeah, was fucking hysterical. Because the amount of times I've just heard people say that. Hurt people, hurt people is awesome. I got very excited about Ryan Reynolds. Um, He just, Ryan Reynolds just likes to do that kind of thing. He just shows up for a moment. These men do a lot for their wives. It's good to know that love is real. Sure. It's good to know that these, like, sick fucking... Like, little freaks. Little freaks. <laughs> they still love their wives. And, you know, I kind of wish I had a wife so that I knew what it was like. Yeah. I feel like I would relate to a lot more media if I had a wife. Marie, you got any other notes that you want to share with us? Um, any really important things that you think should get into this podcast? I feel like this film could do with having a diagram with all the connections. Um, oh, there's definitely that online somewhere. I'm going to find that. Do you reckon you could drive a bullet train? Well, it was weird that it just sort of got left on autopilot and just went, you know. And then the like the flyer, the like the manual flies away. Mm. Also, right when the fucking bullet train crashes, there's no way that anybody survives that crash. Bullet, right? I think that the main problem with this film, and they kind of I'd do love address it. If you didn't it. slap the table right next to the mic. They kind of do. No, ad- take the whole bit, please. <laughs> just for my editing sake, please. The th- the, my main issue with this film, right? And I feel like they kind of do address it because there are plenty of scenes of them being outside on the bullet train. But I think when it comes to like the crashes and stuff, they don't fully understand how fucking fast the bullet train goes. Those trains are going yeah, so... Yeah. There's a reason they're called bullet trains. It's like 200 miles an hour. They're going so fast. There is no way that anybody on board that train survives any of the crashes. Especially an elderly man. <laughs> let alone two of them. And they don't they don't address the fact that this train just like destroyed half a village. Yeah. So many people like this train is going so fast. It's cutting through concrete. So full on. Yeah. Um, Marissa Tomei? What? She's in this film, isn't she? Is that Marissa Tomei? Which yeah? one's she? She No, she's it's Marie. not. She's Sorry, Maria, it's, it's right? not Marissa Tomei. Um it's um what's her face? The other one. Um you know who it is. I know who you're on about. The person who Yeah, yeah, handle. Maria. I've, I wrote for that note, Maria's are great, to be fair. Um, my last note is, I just, it was a banger of a post-credit scene. It was such yeah. a good post-credit scene. Like, it was so incredibly satisfying. Like, with Tangerine's on the van, and then the, yeah. I didn't want the prince to die. I was really... Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock, yeah. Sandra Bullock. And um, the wolf, the character that you reckon Justin Timberlake could have been played by, was played by Bad Bunny. Yeah, I knew that. A musician. I like that. I don't know much about that guy, but he's very big, apparently. Yeah, dated Kylie Jenner. Uh, no, Kendall Jenner. Wrong one. Yeah, it wouldn't be. Kendall Jenner. It wouldn't be Kylie Jenner. Because Kylie Jenner's dating no, Timothy Chalamet. Is Kylie Jenner the the matriarch? No, that's... I don't know the Jenners. Uh, Chris Jenner's the matriarch. She's got... Okay, so... No, who's the... Who's... Um, who's the trans one? Oh, no, that's Caitlyn. Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah, okay. I don't know them. <laughs> No, he's dating Ken. He what? I'm not sure if I still together. They dated Kendall. Kendall Jenner. Okay. Um, I had one more point. What was the fucking point? I'm really quite drunk now. <laughs> I've kind of just gotten. Well, actually, it doesn't matter what your final point because we we have a discussion here. Yeah. So, as you well know, Maria, mm-hmm. at the end of every podcast, we give a Justin Timber ranking based on what we thought of the Justin Timberlake project that we just watched. The ranking includes Justin Timberlake, just fine. Justin Timber, great, and in rare occasions. A Justin Timber piece. It'd be very funny if we both gave it a Justin Timber piece without Harry here. But we have to have a discussion. 
are we ranking this based on Bullet Train, the movie that does not star Justin Timberlake? We've I've done that before. I gave the last word to Dolly Pentry to Justin Timberlake. He's not in it. It's just tonally, it feels like he. It's a very Timberlake kind of thing. Sure. Um, or are we using one of our fan castings and imagining what that would be like if he was in it? I think I prefer to do it the first way. Sure. Sure. I would give Madame Webb. Um, Probably Justin Timber great actually I thinking would as about well. it. It's yeah. an absurdist masterpiece. I would give Justin Do you wanna yeah, do you wanna go first? Bullet train? Yeah, Bullet Train, Justin Timber Great. Justin Timber Great for Bullet it's Train. A, it's a great film. It's a it's a great film. I don't think I'm it's target demographic. Mm. I think it's target demographic is my housemate Gabe, who's obsessed with it. Yeah. He's fucking obsessed with it. I love this film as well. Time. Gabe sounds like a guy I can get on with. <laughs> you probably would get on with Gabe, to be honest. Um he's probably I've not listening to Gabe. Either. Definitely met Gabe. You've definitely met you met Gabe at my birthday party. Yeah. I'm no, you know, because he wasn't at my birthday party. But well, I've definitely met Gabe. You weren't at my birthday party. Yeah, he wasn't met, at my birthday party. I've met Gabe. Like gigs or something. Yeah. Um, I. Uh, see, the thing is, right? Even if Justin Timberlake was in this as the Channing Tatum character, which I think is the, is the most likely. Sure. Um, there's so much more going on here that doesn't relate to Justin Timberlake that I love. And I think that does detract from the score. Even if he was in it, I wouldn't give it a Justin Timber piece, I think. Yeah. Um, so, I'm not, I'm a bit apprehensive to give it a Timber great because that's quite high for a film he's not in. Um, sure. But I think Timber Fine seems too harsh because it's an objectively good movie. Timber great, fuck it. Justin Timber Yeah, great. Justin Timber great. Two Justin Timber greats. Shake hands on that. Woo! <laughs> that's actually nothing if we were to give a Timber great. That's. Nobody, nobody cares. This is a non-canon episode. No, this is canon. This, this is, is on the spreadsheet. Can I see this? The, is... Right, when we stop recording, can you show me the spreadsheet? Yeah, um, this is... This episode is episode 15. Next week is Inside Chloe and Davis. That concludes what I'm calling the first leg of the Justin Timberlake. Sure, sure. The first 16 episodes of the first leg of it. I'm calling that series one. Sure. We're not going to take a break. We're just going to keep going. It won't be any different. I'm calling next week's episode the finale to series one of the Justin Timberthon. Um, sure. And if you have a look at like the metadata on Acast, I have been putting these in se- in series. Um, so this is the yeah, series one is um, coming to an end next week with Inside Lauren Davis. Yeah, so it's Sesame Street on Sunday, right? Sesame- as of, as of recording, Sesame Street is the next episode to come Sesame out. Sesame Street, then this one, then well, Sesame Davis. Street, then bonus episode on Monday after Sesame Street, which you don't know about yet. Actually, that's a oh. surprise to you. Oh. Um, and then uh, this episode, Bullet Train, and then Inside Chloe and Davis. Yeah. And then I don't know what we're going to do. How are we back from India by the time that happens? Sure. Um, sure. We don't know what we're doing next. But then, but then the live show as well. Yeah, and you'll have me back in a couple of months when we do Friends with Benefits. Which oh is... yeah, Marie's gonna do Friends with Benefits. I'm at some so point. excited. When I rewatch that film, I'm gonna double feature it with No Strings Attached. Yeah. I was talking to Cal Stewart about this the other day. I'd um, love it if you faced the microphone when you spoke. <laughs> you I... are so bad at podcasting. <laughs> do you wonder why we don't have you on our no, podcast? No, no, this... right, right. <laughs> you slap the table, you cough constantly, you it's don't right. look at the mic. First, okay, first of all, I'm drunk. Second of all, I have a cold. <laughs> Me sober and well would be a fucking incredible podcast. I've seen you sober and well on podcasts. Yeah. And you know what? For the episode of Didn't Ask, I was on it. It's a banger of an episode. You did an audio description once. (laughs) I had to kill you off in universe. Why didn't you kill me off? 
That wasn't fair. I was a great guest. I was so funny. I fell asleep midway through it. That was peak comedy. Maria, do you have anything to promote? Uh, fuck. I'm doing a roast battle next Wednesday, which is after this gig comes out. I yeah, been... when this, was, this will come out on like the 10th of March. I haven't been told who I'm roasting yet. Oh, 11th of March, uh, Chortle Student Comedy Heat in Cardiff, which I'm planning on winning. I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm probably not gonna win because I've been so cocky about it. But you know, tenth um, of March. What else is coming out? Uh, I don't know. Come see my Edinburgh hour in like a year. I haven't written it yet, but it is gonna exist at some point. Um, Gassy's live Cardiff University Live Music Society open mic night. I'm gonna start doing that more. So if you want to come hear me sing really sad songs. You're looking at your watch now. I've got a lot to self-promote. Right. Uh, Cardiff University Student Union's annual general meeting. Uh, if I win an election, I'm going to be chairing it. And I think it's going to be really funny. So I think you should all come to that as well. Thanks, Maria. Hell yeah. I think I've done a great job. You've got to ask me a question now. Uh, do you have anything to promote, May? Yeah, the Justin Timothon live show. Um, Which I'm not the, there for. At the Flute and Tanker on the 28th of March. Um, we've got fantastic guests. Um, <laughs> Josh Pennar, Mel Owen, Max Jones, and somebody else who May and Harry haven't contacted yet. Sam Lloyd. Sam Lloyd. I who is Sam confirmed? Lloyd. Sam Lloyd and Sam Lloyd and somebody else. Just get. Mm, get I am going to cut all this because I actually do kind of want to keep it secret. For yeah. Me. Actually, this will be revealed by then. Who cares? Yeah. This will yeah. Be get James done. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Maria Pollard. Thank you for being um, my replacement, Harry, for this episode. You're welcome. Um, Harry Dobbs, I'm, I don't know if you will listen to this episode. I don't know if you'll make it this far. I hope you're enjoying India. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry about the joke that I definitely didn't cut at the start. Um, genuinely sorry. I know you told me not to do that. Um, I did it anyway, which actually makes me a really bad person. So maybe I do belong in the bottom half. Um, <laughs> Uh, Maria Pollard, have a wonderful Justin Timber day. I will, I will. And We're going to keep drinking now. We're hey, gonna, look. We're going to keep drinking, we're going to gossip for a bit. Look, I never do this. I never do this because I don't like doing it. Because it's a bit of editing effort for me. Do you have anything you would like me to put at the end of this podcast as opposed to the normal outro music? Ooh. Oh, that's I a I can lot. put some like general japanese style techno music at the end to fit the bullet train theme. That could be fun. That could be fun. Or I can put the sounds of trains. <laughs> Actually, right. Yeah. I'm going no, to the train no, station no, tomorrow. Cha- I can record. Yeah, yeah. Just get ambient train stations. No, no. I know what you need to get. Right. And either you're going to get this or I'm going to get this. I already we regret need to, asking you We this. need to get the recording of the announcement for the 1857, no, 1757 service from Cardiff Central to Penzance. I can't guarantee it will be to, to Portsmouth Harbour is the one. The, the Portsmouth Harbour's fine. I, I'll deal with Portsmouth Harbour. Anything ga- train related. Look, I can't guarantee it will be that service, but I'm at the train station tomorrow, so I will get some be audio it's train for you. noises. Thank you very much for listening. Have a wonderful Justin Timber Day. Um, I forgot to get the train noises when I was at the station, so I'm just going to do it from memory. The next service to arrive from Platform 1 is the 1829 service to Portsmouth Harbour, calling at Newport, Seven Tunnel Junction, Filton Abbey Woods, Bristol Temple Meads, Bath Spa, and hopefully we've sort of we've faded out enough now that you can't actually hear this um and Portsmouth Harbour